Podcasting 101 with me, your host, Rachel. This podcast is for female business owners and solopreneurs that are looking to start a podcast to add to your own already awesome offering. I'll give you helpful advice that you can take away and use in your podcasting journey. I hope to answer those tricky questions that just keep you from starting. Once a month, I'll be joined by other female podcasters. They'll share their journey with you and offer tips and advice they discovered along the way. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I have with me the lovely Lorna Taylor. How are you? Hi, yeah, really excited today. It's lovely to have you here. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about you and your podcast? Yeah, um, so I'm Lorna Taylor, and I work as an Instagram coach with uh, business women who want to get more visible on Instagram. My podcast is called Tales from the Gram. Um, So I share lots of my Instagram tips on there, but I also interview other people who I've come across on Instagram who are doing things really well. And I chat to them about what works for them. um, And they share some of their secrets and and advice and stuff with me on on the episodes as well. I've really enjoyed your podcast. I was driving down to the PA show a couple of weeks ago and I completely like binge a load of them on my way down there. And did you? yeah, I did, yeah. Because I wanted to improve my Instagram game and I thought, right, I'd seen you on Instagram. I think I was following you anyway. And I love the name, like Lorna in the Gram and then Tales from the Gram. I think that's really good. And your name, your surname being Taylor. So very yeah. good play play on words. <laughs> it, how long did it take you to come up with a name for that, for like for your handle and then or did it just come to you? Because I've struggled with names and stuff. You know what? I cannot think of names for, like, that is not my bag at all. But for some reason, I thought of my sort of username, Lawn and the Grab. That just came to me first. And that sort of, like, seemed to, like, really, really fit. But when I was thinking of a name for the podcast, um, I just could not, I just could not find a name. I, I think maybe because I wasn't 100% sure on the purpose of it. So I really struggled to find a name. And then I was chatting to, chatting to my husband about it. And he just, he just instantly came out with it. He was like, you want something like Tales from the Gram. And I was like, oh, my God, you've done it. That's it. That's, you've, done, you've done it. And he's done this to me on other things as well. When I've talked about business ideas and I've told him the, the, the like vision behind it. And he's gone, that's what you need to call it. And it's been the perfect name. He just has like this talent for coming It's up his superpower, his hidden superpower. That is his superpower. I should be coming to him if I need to. I took me ages to come up with my, with my name. He was the one that came up with my, the name of my challenge that I've recently done, which. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, kilogram. Not the name, are you? No, no. <laughs> gram to kilogram. Gram yeah. to kilogram. <laughs> Kil- gram to kilogram, yeah. And I, for me, I was thinking about it for ages and ages, and he just said, tell me the thing. And he thought for a minute and was like, gram to kilogram. That's it in a nutshell. He has this thing where he just comes up with the names <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, that is really, that's a very handy, handy person to have with you. <laughs> what made you want to do a podcast in the first place? How did you feel like it was going to be good for you and, and what you were doing? So I think a lot of people over the, over the pandemic... Um, discovered podcasting and I think I was one of those people that just really 
you know, on those days when we were allowed out the house and we were allowed to go for a walk and stuff, I sort of switched from listening to music to listening to podcasts. And I totally got into that world. And the podcasts that I found, I just got absolutely obsessed with. And I could see how you end up binging and you end up like really, really connecting to the person on the other on the other side, even though you can't see them or whatnot. Um, and then I could see it from a marketing point of view. I was like, oh, well, I'm so obsessed with this person who I'm listening to, even though I've never met them and whatnot. Um, I was like, if you could flip it round and, and do it as, from, from a marketing point of view, that'd be really, really powerful. And so when I, you know, when I was going through a bit of a transition with what I was doing for work and stuff, and I decided to start my own business, I really felt like podcasting could be a good avenue for me um, because I could see how it, how it worked on me. And then I invested in, in, a, in a course over the summer. And one of the bonuses um, for the course was to be interviewed on the podcast for um, the lady whose course it was. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is the perfect opportunity for me to like try it, to be a guest on her podcast and see if I like it. And then I'll be able to decide if it's something that I want to start myself. And I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I don't know whether it was just because I was talking about myself and the whole episode was about <laughs> me. That's the bit I loved. Or it was just the talking element of it, like actually having a designated time to have like a proper conversation with someone was really, like, I really, really enjoyed that. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if this is something that I could try to do myself. And so I went into a bit of a rabbit hole of trying to work out, is it possible to do it yourself? Is it possible to do it on little to no budget? Um, is it possible to do it when you have no audience and you've like just set up a business? And the more that I was reading about it, the more I was like, actually, I think this is possible. Like, if I just work this bit out, work this bit out, I could do this and I could do this as a proper, have this as a proper channel to support my business. So that's kind of how it started, really. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I went down that rabbit hole with podcasting, especially over the pandemic. I think that was a big and that is kind of where the big growth has come in the podcasting industry since the pandemic it's kind of changed listener habits as well with people without not having not as many people having their commute anymore and things like that um but yeah it's um I, I tend to listen to podcasts as well now instead of music I very rarely listen to music anymore I've always got some kind of different podcast or new one I've discovered my aim is to listen to a new episode every day of a different podcast so that's kind of a little thing I set myself so thinking about your audience did you how did you plan your episode and shape it shape the episodes um so that you knew it would resonate with your audience this was something I struggled with at the beginning because I started my podcast two months after I started my business so I didn't have I didn't have much of an audience I think I probably had like a couple of hundred followers on Instagram or something so I didn't have an audience to like to know whether it was going to sit with them or not but I did I was getting questions from them and I started to notice that some of the same questions were coming up like whenever I'd put like a question box out on my stories or I'd do a live I'd find that the same couple of questions were coming up I thought okay, well, these could be the kind of questions, these could be the kind of things that I talk about on the episode to give people the answers. So the first maybe like 10, 10 or so 
solo episodes I just took from the questions that people asked me because I, I didn't really have anything else to go on um, and things in, in my business still were still quite new I didn't have a lot of like big ideas that I could talk about it was just a case of answering those little niggly questions that people wanted the answer to so I think I only at the very beginning I only planned like 10 episodes because everything was still so new and I was like I'll just see how those how those go down and then like review it afterwards um but yeah my solo episodes are just a case of me answering a question one of those little niggly questions that you're like I really like the, to know the answer to that and I'd like someone to just tell me the answer to that um and so those those little episodes at the beginning and yeah I think they, they they went down really well because they're not these massive big two hour long training episodes they're 15 minutes I'll tell you the answer to the question you want to know yeah because you have to bear those kind of things in that's what I wanted to do with the solo episodes for this podcast as well I just thought of all the questions that people might have around podcasting or launching it, managing it. And that's what I aim to do as well. And I like that about your podcast is that that you can listen to quite a few episodes. That's because one of the things I said about listener habits, um, I was talking to another lady who has um, a strategy in small doses podcast. It's Michelle Denio. And hers are about 10 minutes long as well. And I really like that. I like that you can get a lot of information that 10 minutes it's answered a question and I love how you do the you have a little takeaway don't you at the end and like challenge you to do a little takeaway I really like that so that is also you're helping your audience to implement that information so that's like an extra level of engagement as well to get them to come back and engage with you because that's kind of like a tough thing to do is trying to get your audience to engage with you so you know what is what actually is working what they think about what you're talking about in your podcast yeah, and that's one of the things that I came across in my research that there was a bit of advice that I found that said, you know, the the interact there'll be there'll be little to no interaction when you put your podcast out there. You won't know how it lands unless you be really direct about asking people to send you a message or to review you or share on your stories or whatever. You have to be really quite direct with asking for that interaction to to get any feedback. So it started with me just sort of saying at the end, like, oh, send me a message if you've listened this week and let me know what you think. But then it sort of turned into a bit more of doing like a little homework task where you actually put into place the advice that I've given you. And I think it's sort of it. It's just the teacher in me because I, I used to be a primary teacher where I, I'll set I'll give you I'll teach you something and then I'll give you a little task to go away and do to make sure that you understand it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a lot a lot of what I do is is about actually implementing it because there's a there's a million social media people in the world. You know, everyone's got different strategies, everyone's got different trainings. But until you actually put it into practice and do the tasks and do the actions, you won't see the results. So even if you listen to one episode and it answers one tiny little question that you've got, and then you go away and make a little change, you know, you've you've implemented something and you've got a result there just from listening to that one episode. Yeah, and often it's the implementing it that's the problem. Like when people say, "Oh, you you do this, this will help," but like, how do you actually actually how do you actually do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so much of the stuff like when people are messaging me or they come to me for support, it's not that they don't know things because often they do know a lot of stuff, or they've been on courses, or they've been on trainings. They know the they've got the knowledge it's then putting it into practice and being consistent with that which for social media is like 
you know that's the, the crux of it being yeah being visible, being consistent so I help them with that side of it is that the goal of your podcast then to to get that information out to people and help them implement that within their business yeah I think it is actually because you know there's plenty of people that you can take training courses with and you can you know do online courses yourself but you know you get to a point where you you know as much as you need to know and then you you just need to start doing it you just need to do the tasks before you see any of the rewards so yeah that's why I now make a point to have a, a homework task at the end to actually have an action that you can do so that yeah you're not just passively listening you're being quite proactive with it yeah how did you feel about all the tech side of things? So what once you decided that you were going to do your podcast and you had an idea for your episodes, did you get a producer in or have you done all this all, all of yourself? I would have loved to have got a producer in or to have like been able to outsource it. But because it was so new to me and I was literally like two, three months into my business, I just could not justify that budget, especially as I didn't know what kind of return there would be on it, like whether it would, whether it would work, like I trusted that it works, I trusted the the data and, and everything that, that I understood about it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't justify that cost without knowing there was going to be a return on it. So I had the time at that time to be able to say, right, I can set aside this time to research it and to practice and to learn myself how to do it. It probably would have been quicker if I was able to outsource it and have somebody else to work alongside me, but I, w- I wasn't in the position to to pay that person. So I just had to um, go down all the YouTube videos and and watch all, look at all the blog posts and sign up to various things and do all the different trials. I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks was the fact that I've got a Chromebook and I just bought a Chromebook for my new business and I was all excited. And then I realized that pretty much every um, bit of software and every bit of tech that's, that's recommended in the podcasting space is not compatible with Chromebooks. So I had to then dig a little deeper into um, what I could use to actually record the episodes. And then there's the whole, which hosting platform do you go with? So I took a lot of, I think I did spend a lot of time researching and asking other people what they what they used and then at some point I just had to say well look I've done enough research now I just need to I just need to set a date so I put the date in the calendar and said that's the date I'm launching and just worked backwards and just had to make some decisions and move forward because otherwise you can research it till the cows come home and you'll never ever ever launch it so you do have to put a date in the diary and say that's the date it's going to launch and then work back and say what needs to be done the week before, what needs to be done three weeks before, and then just, just get on and do it. Otherwise, <laughs> it will never it will never get done. And, and, if, Absolutely. and if, I'd, if I'd have chatted to people more and researched it more and, research and done this more, I probably wouldn't have ever done it or I would have, you know, still been planning it now. So, yeah, when someone said to me, when are you launching? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, you need to tell me the date. You need to tell me the date so I can hold you accountable and then you can get cracking and, and stick to that deadline. Yeah, I think it's important to get that date in there because you can procrastinate around forever. When I started my first podcast, I was nervous about starting and and that was, I'm worried we wasn't going to be any good and all those things that you that goes through your head. But yeah, you have to, at some point you have to just say, right, I'm sticking my toe in, I'm doing it. And then there's nothing wrong with a podcast evolving and you can tweak things. Like, for example, if you 
want to change your intro or your outro or your music or anything like that, you can change it and it doesn't really matter. I think as long as you're consistently showing up. So yours is a weekly podcast, isn't it? Is yours a weekly? Yeah. So, because yeah. I've been so many, I wasn't sure whether it's a, a <laughs> weekly one. How did you decide to do a weekly one? And did you feel like that fit in well with your schedule? Do you do things to help like batch to, you know, to get ahead? I decided to do weekly because of how short they were and I thought oh, it would it would it would work better if you've got like a 15 20 minute episode I would get into the habit and listeners would get into the habit of it you know it always popping on on a Monday there's a new one on a Monday and especially as it wasn't like a big two-hour prologue thing you know um, I was like well, that's fine I'll be able to do these quite easily on a weekly basis but I actually didn't batch from the beginning I think I did I did four for my launch so I released four episodes on the launch day and then I just did them week by week. And I thought, that's fine, you know, I'll just make time in my diary to do it every week. And then very quickly I thought, this is this is not <laughs> this is not the most efficient way to do this. But because it was very new and I wasn't sure how long it was gonna take and how long it was gonna take to edit and how long it was gonna take to put out there, I think I gave myself a day a week to do it which really that's too, that's too much time that's a huge commitment every week a whole day so yeah i got to the point where i was like look if i if i planned two and recorded two and scheduled two and did them in twos i'd save a bit of time and now i've got to the point where i can do them in fours so i can plan plan four episodes draft out my notes maybe the next day record four and the next day schedule four and then i've done them for the month so if you can get into that habit of batching, it does save you time in the long run. But I think when you're so new, you don't know how long things are going to take you. Um, and you're obviously slower at the beginning when everything's, um, everything's brand new. So, you, you, you know, it feels like it's going to take up a huge amount of time. I'm going to have to commit a whole day a week for the rest of my business life. It, it, you, you will get quicker and you'll find ways of, of getting quicker. But, yeah, the sooner you can batch plan them record them edit them all of that it does save you time in the long run for sure yeah how do you find the editing um you mentioned that you used alitu for yours do you do a lot of editing so with the platform that i've got it does most of the what i like to think of like the background editing because i didn't i didn't want to go into the rabbit hole of having to work out how to do some of the really really techie stuff um, yeah like we said a bit like the normalization and all those kind of oh god of yeah the sound I did, and yeah I, I knew I wanted something that would do a lot of that for me so yeah the kind of sort of middle ground was pay, paying for a platform that did that rather than paying for somebody to do that I paid for the platform to do that um so the editing really is only in terms of cutting out any little chunks of the recording that um don't go to plan so uh, yeah I just listen back to the episode and, and uh, cut any bits out of the if there's any too many ums and ahs or we've gone off on a bit of a tangent I will just snip those bit out those bits out but that's kind of the only editing I do and I just re just listen back to make sure that it has all recorded properly it doesn't take me too long actually yeah sometimes like when I first started I used anchor and if you've got to cut too much stuff out, I think at that point I was trying to cut like every Yamanar out. I did find it was a little bit fiddly, but uh, because I know the software, I look at it from a different, 
like you normalize your own skills don't you think about how easy things are and if you've not had that experience with the tech I think you've got a really great deal with Alitu there and as I said to you before we recorded that I didn't realize that they did all that processing when they uploaded it so actually that's quite that's quite a really, yeah. a really beneficial um factor to having something like that so you can record edit and publish and have that in all in one platform so yeah and so yeah I was that was the compromise when I was looking at what budget I had for it and what I could justify spending I I thought that was worth the time like that was worth the money because of the time it was going to save me to do so yeah I just so all the editing I do now is snipping out any bits that we need to take out the odd um and ah but yeah I quite like having it quite raw because you can get the the ebbs and the flow of the conversation yeah and then I just sort of tag on my uh, intro intro bit and an outro bit at the end and then and then send it off to um be scheduled yeah yeah I like do you have an evergreen one don't you that you just put the same the same one beginning and the end yes. yeah yeah I mean I, I probably do. I probably want to update that now because when I did it sort of back in six six months ago you know you 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 do your first draft not really knowing what the podcast is going to evolve into um so it's probably something that I will update at some point but like you say it it, you know it goes through seasons doesn't it and it evolves as as it as it grows but I probably will go back and I I I don't mind going back and listening to my old episodes because they're they're reflective of what I I thought at the time and what I was able to advise on at the time some of my answers to those questions probably have changed maybe six months down the line a year down the line I'll have like a different piece of advice but I can only really answer the question with what I knew at the time so they're they're maybe not necessarily evergreen as much as other people's stuff is evergreen but I can't really do much about that like it just you know the world changes social media changes I can only answer the question with what I know at the time so it might be that I can do a, a you know like a refresher episode on some of them and give like an update but I don't I don't mind that because that's that's what was relevant and the answer at the time yeah I don't think there's I mean that could be the same for for this podcast with the solo episodes things change all the time with different platforms platforms come and go um you know information does change I don't think there's anything wrong with going back and looking at the question again and saying oh I did do this episode but now these new things coming out but a lot of the information is still it's never going to be I mean you might think 30 years down the line it might be totally defunct but I mean that's like 30 years later you wouldn't expect a lot of things to be the same 30 years later and you've also got the interesting guests that you have coming on as well and it is a snapshot in time with anything so I think that it's all relevant and it is a good idea to it's, it's the same with your social media as well if you're putting the similar kind of things out on your social media or tips and things like that as you would be on your podcast as well so because I did mine to kind of help streamline my marketing did you have you felt that it's helped you with your marketing in the way that you've got your podcast and what you're talking about there that you can kind of streamline everything and your message on Instagram does that does it help there are yeah there are times when I've crossed over so there might be might be an episode where I've answered a question and you know had like a sort of 15 minute episode on answering that question and I thought actually I could just 
reuse this and do the same in a live video and answer the same question in a live video so there's a lot of crossover in terms of like resharing the content on both but it's also it, I also know now that it has helped me get clients it absolutely has helped me get clients because when people have come into my world through my Instagram and then realized that I do a podcast um, and they'll like you like binge a couple of episodes and like really get a lot of value from it they'll then be a lot more receptive maybe or open to then working with me or you know buying into one of my offers because of the the help that they've got from the podcast so far so in terms of like nurturing people and like warming up my audience that has that has massively helped and I can see that I have definitely got a return on that because people have told me they have said to me when they've been on calls with me oh I've just listened to a couple of your episodes and I've got a couple of questions now that we're working together so I definitely know that it has helped in that sense and at the beginning I didn't know that whether that was going to work or not but now that I'm sort of down that road and I've and I've seen and if if people have listened to every episode they've listened to like six months worth of episodes they're going to know a lot about me and hopefully they're going to have got a lot of value from what I've shared. So they're going to be in a much better position to say, actually, yeah, I want to take the next step and work with you or buy into whatever you're offering. So in terms of that, it kind of works. It works as a marketing channel for me. So I feel like I, because I can see a return on it, I'm a lot more confident in saying, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm in a position now to invest in it or take it to the next level or put in a real proper strategy for it because I know that there will be a return on it. Podcasts are great for that, for people to get to know you because there's a real, like you talked about earlier, like a personal connection when you are listening to somebody's podcast and they're getting that for you as well. And I think that's building on the like, no trust element that you have for your marketing. Do you promote your podcast a lot on your channel? Yes, I do. So my podcasts go out on a Monday. So I always have a post that goes out on a Monday that says that either has like maybe maybe I'll use like a little snippet, like one of those little sound bites. Of, of take audiogram things. Uh, audiogram, yeah. that's the word. Yep. Or I might just take a quote from it and, and put that as the post. But yeah, my Monday post will always be something that's linked to the podcast. And I, I do quite like that because because I can, I'm now batching and I know what the podcast is going to be about and I've edited them and scheduled them, I can then get ahead and schedule those for Monday posts as well. Um, so that I've sort of put that in my system. So I know that Mondays are always going to be um, something related to the podcast. Yeah, I think that extra forward planning, it can help bring everything together because I, I do the same. I try and do my content on a monthly basis and I've you know you get everything so just that extra planning in place helps to promote your podcast and and promote everything to your and streamline your marketing that's how I feel it really works well mm. have you got any advice for anybody or any extra advice you have for anybody for starting for someone a podcast who's, for someone who's about to start a podcast yeah don't listen to too many similar podcasts in your niche because I started to listen to other marketing social media ones and I suddenly thought oh god I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make anything half as good as this and it really it really made me step back a bit um, but what I do really love about podcasting is that 
even within the same industry, even within the same niche, there is so many different ways you can do it. And when I've when I've asked people, you know, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? They've said it doesn't really matter. Just whatever way you want to do it. There, there really isn't a lot of rules with podcasting. So don't look at don't look too hard at the other people in your industry doing it and think you have to do it the same way as them. And then also don't look at the massive big celebrity ones thinking that it needs to be as professional and polished as that because it really really doesn't maybe just maybe just lower your expectations <laughs> want of a better word and just think what are you what what is it that you're going to be able to produce on your own on a budget you know with very little experience like be kind to yourself about what you can actually do because you know you're never going to be able to create a professional um you know highly edited highly you know fancy one if it's just you and your microphone at home and you've got very little experience so just maybe maybe don't maybe not lower your expectations but be a bit more realistic about what you can actually produce and don't feel like it needs to be at some crazy high standard because if you do that's only going to hold you back you know you never start if you think it's got to be some kind of award-winning hitting the charts kind of podcast you'll just never start and you'll only get better at it by starting. Yeah, absolutely. That is great advice. You you can't be in the game if you're, if you're not started. There's no way you're going to grow your audience, especially if you are a very, maybe you're a new business. I mean, it's great that if you already have quite a large audience and then you start a podcast because you already have a big audience. But I guess for you and, and also the same for myself, you don't already have a really large audience and that is something that you'll just grow with your podcast and with your own marketing and your business. And yeah, don't be afraid to start. It's the, if people, it's, there's some of that perfectionist element as well, isn't there? And mm. is it the 80 20? If you're 80% happy with something, you should just go, right, just going to get it out there. And that is great advice because, yeah, you can't be in it. You've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> yeah. And there's this big thing about trying to get your podcast to chart and stuff when it launches and things, which is, it's, not I don't even think it should be on the radar if you're quite new to business and you have little to no audience you know you're not even going to be able to compete with the with the bigger with the bigger players so you know don't just just take that out of the equation completely and just think about what it is that you're actually doing your podcast for if it is to grow your audience if it is for the for the little audience that you do have just concentrate on the on the people who are listening and um yeah don't factor into any of the whole chart stuff you just you're just you're you're comparing yourself with much bigger players and again you're just going to make yourself feel much much smaller yeah and i think that if you have if you have a small audience but out of your small audience like do you got some diehard people I and mean, if you think about the percentages of that you might somebody might have a really big audience of i want x amount of followers how many of them are actually really listening to the podcast you know, I'm subscribed to like Stephen Bartlett's podcast, but I don't actually always listen to his episode. So I'm still classed as a subscriber, I guess. And then if you, even if you look at downloads, but I think that if you're, you've got some diehard fans out there or you've got some people that listen every week, they're the ones that are going to spread the word of you and spread of your podcast and be your cheerleaders. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it being a small audience, but you know that you have made a difference in those people's day-to-day business life or whatever you're trying to achieve so I think that yeah not to focus on the big numbers is is a really good a really good piece of advice 
Yeah, and it's the same for any of your marketing channels, really, isn't it? Like the the number of people in your Facebook group, the number of people on your email list. Like it's not it's not the size of it; it's it's the quality of it, and and whether you're you're actually helping those people, and then whether you're actually those people are engaging back with you, or whether they're you know buying into what you're selling and converting. So. yeah you can get you especially at the beginning I did get a little bit upset with looking at the numbers and thinking oh only four people have watched it listened to it today and whatnot but yeah you just really try not to really try not I know it's hard because you see the numbers and by numbers by definition you compare them and look at the bigger ones (laughs) yeah I know that but think somebody said to me like think about it more longer term so if you want to start a podcast commit to commit to your podcast for a year can you commit to your podcast for a year if you want to do weekly or monthly episodes can you commit to it for a year and make a decision once you've done it for a year about whether it's worth it don't do it for two weeks or two months and think nobody's nobody cares i'll stop it's a much more longer term marketing strategy yeah um, absolutely like email or or socials potentially so if you can say I I really want to do this I feel like it would be beneficial to do this I'm going to do it for a year you'll be in a much better place a year down the line to decide whether it's working or not yeah it is a long game I think podcasting you can't just put out four episodes and expect like you know a thousand people to have listened to every single episode it's just not going to happen so for the majority of people like 95 percent of people or whatever putting out a podcast yeah you have to you have to be you know be consistent and show up for your listeners the same as marketing I mean podcasting is the extension effectively an extension of your marketing tools and you show up in the same way and hopefully get those quality engagements and that's but yeah, you have to commit. That's what I, I planned out 12 months of this podcast. So I think, right, that's the 12 months. And to stop from getting pod fade is a new word that everyone likes to use. <laughs> oh, it's but... just going to say, I've been yeah. told. Yeah. yeah. It's so easy, though, because life just gets in the way. It not gets in the way, but, you know, it just happens. If you've got a family or you're busy at work, and if you don't try and have that commitment and that consistency... Um, you know, you, you can't keep it up. So I, I, the planning side of things is in, important in that respect. And I think that hopefully that after that 12 months, you'll be able to see that return on investment on your on your podcast and how how it's worked for you. It's been really great talking to you today, Lorna. Thanks so much for coming on. I'll put all your social links in the show notes. So if people want to find you and listen to your podcast, they can do it there. And um, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Your support means so much to me. If there's a question or topic you'd like covering, then I'd love to hear from you. Find the podcast on Instagram at Rachie Botfield and drop me a DM. Till next time. Bye.